If there's one word to accurately describe music teachers at the beginning of the year, it's overwhelmed. If there's one word to describe this music teacher at the beginning of this school year, it's overwhelmed. Today on Happier Music Teacher, nine ways to beat back to school overwhelm. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. Today's verse of the day, Matthew 6, 25. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Today's People, Podcasts, and Promotion Spotlight shines on John Gordon. If you've taken a look around the faculty section of your school library, I guarantee you you've seen John Gordon. He is a best-selling author of such titles as The Energy Bus and Training Camp. I found out about him on another podcast. He is Mr. Positive. There was a time he probably would have completely turned me off with his message and his persona. Now I just think he's fabulous. JohnGordon.com Today's Mindset Minute focuses on the concept of doing one thing at a time. Now, I know she didn't come up with it, but she is the person I'm going to credit with it. It is my former co-worker at Region 4, Octavia Bradley. When she was training me, I think I would really try to get ahead of things, try to prove that I was smart and capable and could multitask. And she would just continually remind me kindly, but firmly, one thing at a time. Well, I finally started to get it through my thick school that I could only do one thing at a time. That job was surprisingly complex. There are a lot of moving parts to it. A lot of just, none of them were especially difficult, but it was really hard to prioritize. There were a lot of things to do at one time. I just thought, okay, I just have to do everything at once. No one can do that, no matter how much we convince ourselves. So as you enter this school year, I'm going to talk about this a little bit further in this episode. Just remember the voice of Octavia in my ear ear saying, you can only do one thing at a time. There is nothing like back to school to get your mind racing with unreasonable expectations and total overwhelm. I'm feeling it acutely this year because I'm in a new district and a different campus, so lots of going on for me as well. So today, nine ways to beat the back-to-school overwhelm. I'm going to start at the top with one task at a time, and that's actually going to be our mindset minute later, but I'd like to dig into it anyway. You are physically and mentally only capable of one task at a time. Multitasking is a myth, and I'm not telling you any of these tips, as I always say, that because I'm so on top of it, quite the opposite. I'm really just preaching to myself, and if you listen to it, that's great. You can only do one thing at a time. All you're really doing is making yourself less focused and more stressed out, and your efforts are more diffused instead of concentrated when you are trying to do all the tasks at one time. Now, I understand it's the beginning of the school year, and there are a million things to do, But that doesn't matter. Of all the things there are to do, pick one, the most impactful, focus on it, knock it out to the best of your ability or get it started, and then consciously move on to the next. If I'm not careful about this, I will literally find myself turning a circle in the room. 
not knowing what to do or randomly opening cabinets and closets and going down the hall to get a drink because I just need to get my focus back. If you do anything from this um, episode today, please make it that you do one task at a time. So much easier said than done, but I'm trying to get better at this every day. The next thing is a little bit of a mindset shift as well, and that's just decide ahead of time to turn off the comparison. There is something about the beginning of the school year where our brain is just trained to compare ourselves to everybody else, even more than the rest of the year, if that's even possible. You see someone else's door display or bulletin board, and you automatically knock yours down and think about how great those are. Now, in my case, mine probably actually is that horrible. So I'm probably going to get some help on some level for that because it's not a strength for me. If you don't decide ahead of time to turn off this comparison, Every organization system you see, you know, every color-coded binder, right? All the type A things you'll see on a campus, every cute outfit, which you will see, is going to trigger you. Decide ahead of time, and we talked about this a little bit last week, about contentment. And decide to turn off the comparison. And like I said, you cannot be fabulous at everything. So pick your battles. Pick where you're going to put your most time and energy. For a lot of music teachers, it is not decor. So outsource that. Buy it get help, I don't know, but turn off the comparison ahead of time. The other thing, this came from my preacher's wife, Tara, and I just thought it was so wise. Um, Give your family grace during this time. This is such a weird time during back to school when maybe your in-service days are different schedules than you normally be on. You're leaving earlier or coming back later. Uh, The meals are different. You have gone from a relaxed summer schedule to a full-on hardcore school year schedule. They're making the adjustment too. More likely if you have kids, um, you're getting some help with childcare there. Everybody is doing their best, and they're really there to love on you and support you. So please don't bite the hand that feeds you. And like I said, if things aren't done exactly the way you'd like, okay, they're done. And the way she phrased it was give your family grace. I just thought that was so beautiful. So if you're thinking about this for the school year, especially when everyone's a little bit off their game and a little bit on edge, just give them extra grace, the grace that you would like to have at the beginning of the year, and just be very thankful for it because literally you could not do it without them. Okay, this is cliche, but I'm not afraid of cliches around here. You really need to be ruthless about what has to be in place for day one. If you're like me, I would like everything completely done all the way by day one, and it's not physically or mentally possible. There are closets and cabinets that I'd like to tidy and organize. And like we said, I'm a type B plus, not even a type A. I would love to make that my first thing. Is that really going to impact my students the first day? Are they going to open my music closet and cabinets and see if I have everything organized and sorted the way I like it? Um, No. So it's much better to really think about what actually has to be done for day one. And for a lot of us, sometimes our day one is just a procedures and rule day or an early release or something like that. So it doesn't have to have every single thing done. In fact, I would argue that sometimes when we over-prepare and over-plan for that first day, um, a lot of it ends up changing or a lot of it gets up getting thrown out. So instead, just think about what the essential essentials are for that as far as what you need to have set up I'm thinking, okay, my smart board definitely needs to work on day one. I need to have places for the kids to sit, even if it's a sit spot or if I'm using chairs on day one. There are certain things you have to have posted in your room, right? Um, 
you do have to be ready for meet the teacher because that's going to happen, ready or not. But sometimes the specialist teachers are roles a little different. So once again, don't over-prepare and make a PowerPoint for meet the teacher if they're not going to come in your room and no one's going to see it. Really just get ruthless. What are the have-to-dos for day one? And if you're not clear about that, go ahead and get some clarity from your team lead or the other fellow teachers so you can find out. There is always time, I think this is so true for everything. It's a big tenet of what we do here at Happy Music Teacher is you can always start and then improve. So start out with the have to do's, which for most of us is plenty. And then time and energy permitting, you won't have the time and energy. But if you do, add on the nice to do's. But really just think when my students walk in my classroom, what do I have to have ready to go? This is a busy season. And I can see where back to school and the end of the year um, and certain times, December, hello, are really a busy season and a crunch time where you're going to naturally feel like you're spending more time up at school than you would. And I think that's okay. It is a busy season, but I think you need to start to set your norms. Your mind and your body, when they drive up to that school building, start to think this is what normal is going to be like this year. And if you're really burning the candle at both ends, I don't think you're going to be able to set your norms. So as much as possible, set your norms for what meals are going to look like this year. Don't overdo it. We just had that discussion at our house today. If anything, maybe pull back and do a little bit less, but more intentionally and more focused. Think about your norms about going to sleep. You know I was going to mention sleep. Think about your norms about what you're going to eat. I think I just talked about that a little bit. Think about your norms as far as your commute. All those things, this is a nice time to settle that in. It doesn't have to be perfect on day one. You don't have to turn into a different person from summer you on day one. You can ease into it. But do start to set those norms and what you would like ideally to have happen. If you're thinking that you want your students to have procedures and routines and lots of grace and practice at the beginning of the year, why would you be any different? So don't make it a lot different than the rest of your year as you're starting out. Along that line, I want you to rest more than you think. This setup at the beginning, especially for an introvert, is really physically and emotionally draining. If you're like most of us, we are hauling instruments around, we are moving desks, we are standing at weird angles to staple things on the walls, we are hauling things from home to school. It's a, it's a crunch time. So that is just physically draining. And as I get older, it is even more physically draining, um, but also emotionally draining. You are meeting a ton of new people or you're re-engaging in those relationships that you might have let go a little bit dormant over the summer. Um, there is zero point in my mind for starting the school year exhausted. What it reminds me of is when sports teams warm up too hard before the game and there's no gas left in the tank. Or I also have been in ensembles where we've had a rehearsal before the concert and the rehearsal before the concert was fantastic and the concert had no fizzle left because we were so mentally and physically exhausted from the really great rehearsal before. I think it is totally legit. Now, like I said, there are things that happen in the beginning of the year, right? But I think rest more than you think. Don't start out behind the eight ball and being tired. You're only going to get more tired. If anything, cheat this more on the side of rest. I would argue that the less you think you have time for it, the more it is essential right now. What is more important? Your display, your files, or is it having a well-rested, healthy, happy teacher at the beginning of the year. 
you are the product in your classroom. And I'm going to say as much as possible, prioritize that because you really are the secret sauce, not your displays. Oh, music teachers. Sometimes we get real prickly about what we think is important. And we don't think about what the rest of the world thinks is important in our classroom. Now, I'm not saying to sacrifice your well-held principles or to flop over about everything that you hold dear. But I'm going to tell you just from a street smart point of view to make their priority your priority. Now, who is their priority? It might be your administration. It might be your team. It might be your parents. It might be your fine arts administrator. But they are telling you, if you listen... In your interview, in your PD, in your first interactions with them, what their priority is. You don't have to be a ship that's just going up and down at their whim and always changing or being a people pleaser for every little thing they do and not have any standards. I don't mean that at all. But if they are telling you what is important to them about their impression of you and your program, why would you not take some note of that? So I'm just going to give you some examples that I've been seeing. Um, punctuality. This may not be high on your list, but I guarantee you it is probably higher on their list. So you might be doing everything great. You might be staying late at night and you're not so worried about coming on time, not so worried about being on time to duty. I guarantee you there's an administrator who is thinking less of you if you are not punctual for those things. Grooming. It's a thing. So like I said, everyone has their differences. Everyone has their norms. But I guarantee you that parents and principals are putting a very high standard on that, even if you're not. And like I said, you might resent every second of the time and money and energy that it takes. It really doesn't change anything. You can be there and you can not do it. But you're really just shooting yourself in the foot in my estimation. This one's tough for me and it's come up a couple times is hallway displays. You are not the art teacher. A lot of us are not great visually. There are some great people who are. In the music ed space for bulletin boards, my mind automatically goes to Tracy King and also David Rao, if you follow them. They could give you some help with that, especially with TPT stores. So put some effort in there. It is representing you whether you like it or not. And like I said, if I haven't mentioned this before, if you stink at it like I do, get some help. It's okay, but don't ignore it and hope it goes away. I mean, literally, throw some money at the problem if you need to, pay a kid, buy something, just make your life easier. Programs. There is a school of thought, which I certainly understand, where it goes more to informances um, and more showing what you do in your classroom. I understand that methodology, and I understand it, but your administrators may not. So if programs and flashy programs are a priority for them, and you're leaning more towards the informant side, you're going to have to make a strong case for it. And I would even say maybe compromise, if not go a little further towards their way of things. There are a lot of ideas about there about what constitutes a good program. If you don't have that conversation and you don't get that clarity, you could be working really hard and completely missing the mark. So I would say go ahead and be proactive about that conversation. And like I said, so much of that is easy to do and there's no need to die in that hill. There's little things you can do that are still very educationally sound and make your program entertaining. You are not holier as a music educator if you have a stinking, boring program. If your administrator or fine arts administrator has told you explicitly that 
Ensembles are where to put your time and energy. I suggest that ensembles are where to put your time and energy. So that means that there are other things that have to give. Not all the way, but if you have a toss-up between ensembles and something else on your plate, and you've been told very clearly that ensembles are the priority, you've already been told what the priority is. You don't have to wring your hands or fight it. Instead, put the time and energy on there where it's going to be appreciated and enjoyed. I once had an administrator told me that um, Veterans Day was our Super Bowl. Well, that really stuck with me. But from then on, I really knew Veterans Day was our Super Bowl. If there's one place to put all the investment of time and energy, the strongest, best representation of my program, I want it to be Veterans Day. Lesson plans might be what they prioritize. And if that's their priority, congratulations, it's now your priority. Now, there is a wide range of acceptance with this. Different schools will have a certain format. Different schools will have different requirements and deadlines and timelines. And you might be in your 32nd year of teaching. Kind of doesn't matter. You need to be doing their format. Now, you don't have to kill yourself over it. And like I said, there's lots of great shortcuts and ways to work smarter, not harder than lesson plans. But if that's what they're requesting and that's where they're putting their effort and emphasis, that's where you put your effort and emphasis to. Speaking of priorities, and you hear this all the time in education, but especially on a new campus like mine, prioritize relationships. And I'm not even talking student relationships yet. I haven't met any students. But prioritize, even if you're just coming back to school, all the relationships on campus. Those strong bonds are more important than your to-do list. My friend really encouraged me about this on a trip we took this weekend. If you're thinking about stakeholders or clients or whatever your terminology is, the other teachers on your campus certainly are. And as music teachers, we really interact with the whole campus and need to have a positive relationship with the whole campus. So many things you can do about this. Um, Like I said, for me, a lot of times I tend to wait for someone else to take the initiative. Instead, take the initiative to be friendly to the people on your campus introduce yourself. They already are curious about you. You already look new and different. Go ahead and stick your hand out and tell them your name. It is really tempting, and I have made this mistake before in spades, to be so overwhelmed with your to-do list and your own music world that you just make yourself an island. My new administrator actually talked about that this week. I just thought it was brilliant. You're choosing to do that. There is no need to have to be an island, and you have to really make yourself communicate. There are so many things you're communicating about, from the finances, to the program dates, to the expectations, to just getting to know each other and meeting the families. So make an intentional to prioritize the relationships. If you need to, add some sugar to it with a sonic drink or some candy on their desk. I've had both that in for vape. Although I have strong thoughts about sugar, I am not above a little bit of sugar for goodwill. I think all of that goes a long way to you having a good reputation on your campus. And as far as needing favors as a music teacher, we absolutely will. There is going to be a time where you're going to need someone to help with a program in the evening. There's going to be a time you need a little extra rehearsal or some grace so that you can go to the restroom between classes. Wouldn't it be better to have a whole building full of people who know and like you than someone they don't know very much, they don't come outside their room, and they don't seem very friendly? I'm going to put my bets on the person who prioritizes relationships every time. So to sum up the ways that we're going to beat the back-to-school overwhelm, number one, one task at a time. Number two, just decide ahead of time to turn off the comparison. It doesn't help you out at all. Number three, give your family grace. This time is weird. You need grace. They need grace. 
Let's just be gentle on each other during a really challenging season. Number four, be ruthless about day one. What are the must-dos for day one of the school year? You don't have to look all the way past that. Set your norms for this busy season, starting now. Rest more than you think, because this time is physically and emotionally draining. Make your higher-ups priority your priority. You're not being a suck-up, you're just being smart. Prioritize relationships above anything. And then one I actually forgot, let's go back to that, is... Make a plan list or a punch list for school. You're going to have a million things going through your head. As you think of them, jot them down. That way you don't forget, but you don't have to go off plan and do it immediately. When you get a minute, calmly sit down, look at that crazy list of things you've scribbled down, and categorize it. Maybe one portion of it is copies that you need to make. Do people still do that? Things you need to buy, things you need to ask your administrator, things you need to bring from home, things for your choir, things for your musical. Talk about all that, but have a plan. All that whirlwind of ideas in your head is really not as bad as you think when you put it on paper. When you see it, you can make a plan. I'm rooting for you for an awesome, joy-filled school year. If you have any questions for more, you want to share what you've learned, bethduhan at me.com. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.